Okay, everyone, welcome along to another edition of Championship Drill, or look back at all things EFL Championship. Joined as always with Jerry and Phil. You guys good? Wow. All good. Good stuff, good stuff. I suppose we'll start with a, a couple of bits of news. There was a game called off yesterday. Kind of strangely enough, the Rotherham Derby game is postponed. Yeah. A couple of hours before kickoff after, I suppose they do uh, COVID tests on the morning of matches. Yeah. And one of the Rotherham players tested positive and a few of the other players said they developed symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. So the decision was made to call off the game. I think it was only a couple of hours before the kickoff that the decision was made. Yeah, it was like an hour, I think. But um, the right call, I suppose, at the end of the day, if Rotherham yeah. aren't going to be able to field much of a team. That's it. And, and with the FA Cup coming up as well, they have to be very cautious because this could go all over the leagues. Yeah. So that's, um, and that would have been a big game as well down at the bottom of the division. So yeah. it's Huge uh, an interesting one when that's going to be played again. Um, it's going to be a big game for both clubs. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, a, oh, it's probably a midweek game they don't want. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I suppose the other big news came out uh, after the games yesterday was um, for about the 500th time in the last 10 years, Watford sacked their manager. <laughs> Can't understand it. That's like, you know, I mean, they're they're actually quite high up on the table. Like, you know, obviously Huddersfield beat them, but um, fifth, yeah, that's that's an absolute joke. And right. something says to me, something says to me, there's something going on there in that club. Obviously high up, but you just wonder what the players are saying. Um, I think yeah. I think this manager was in trouble because of the away performances. The away form wasn't great. They've won. Their home form has been brilliant, though. They've won. I think twenty games played now. They've won nine of them. They've drawn seven and they've lost four. Yeah. Now, when we get to the matches, the goals are absolutely comical. They were poor. Two goals. And also, yesterday, Troy Deeney was on the bench and didn't come on. And after the match, they were saying it was for discipline reasons. And then the manager gets sacked after the game. So That just goes to show us that no, no, player, no player in a club should have more power than a manager. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if Troy takes over as assistant for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something obviously not right there because he's been in great form. He scored in the last three games. They said it was a discipline issue, but they didn't say what. Now a discipline issue could be anything from having to go with the manager in training to yeah. showing up late for training. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it could be any yeah. any reason. Like, yeah, is that like ten managers in three years? Yeah, it's oh. crazy. Yeah, there's huge club like, but I I was I was delighted to see him go down when they sacked Nigel Pearson, and then. Yeah. Obviously, the new guy comes in, and obviously there was a lot of kind of unsettling issues there because players were on the brink of leave, and then they were trying to keep players and stuff. I think he's done a fantastic job. That championship is solid, and yeah. to sack him and and to hear on the rumor mill on Twitter that there's players involved in the sacking, that's that's what's doing the rounds at the moment. Like there's players involved. When I watch, oh. that's atrocious to have that in the game today. When I watched that match yesterday and I see the highlight, I could see there's something wrong because those goals were absolutely shocking goals to give away. Like they, you, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. see it anyway. Like, no, yeah, I mean, they were so comical. You nearly came to deliver it, lads. Yeah, yeah, I looked it. The second one, especially, yeah. looked really bad. Yeah. The second like, one was horrific. Did the team just fold and say, Look, we want you out the feckin' door? Like, yeah, what it, I mean? but is anyone going to want to take the watcher job when you know you're probably going to be given six months? It's going to be someone like Harry Redknapp. You know, because you know you're there for six months and you're probably going to be sacked again. Yeah. No, but it's going to be someone like that, but I don't think it'll be him. I think Redknapp, did, did, did Redknapp 
They managed Watford back in the day. No, I don't know. He could well have done. He's managed just about everybody in that part of the country. The thing is, they need someone. But, like, it's hard because who's going to go there knowing they might get sacked in six months? They'll bring back Flores again. Yeah, they might do. That's the issue they're going to have. That's the issue Watford are going to have is, like, what manager is going to go there and know he's going to be sacked and then have that sacking on his record? Yeah. Yeah. But it's there's something seriously wrong. Like the Twitter mill lads, obviously the fans know stuff. Yeah. And for players to get a manager sacked, that's what it looks like. I'm not I'm not stating the obvious. Yeah. But that's oh, what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Your heads were yeah. gone yesterday anyway, definitely. Yeah, and Next you can board. see that. Yeah. And when, when someone as influential as Dini is sitting on the bench for discipline reasons, there's obviously something not right in that dressing room somewhere. But Steve, a professional, no matter what. A professional should not be doing stuff like that. Troy Deeney is a legend at the club, right? Yeah. Don't don't be don't be one of these fellas that are sulking or you know has a go at the manager. Like do do it away from everyone and and do it in a proper manner. Like he's on a great salary. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand players will challenge managers, but like he's a professional, right? He's he's yeah. he's well established. Don't don't make the scene. It seems to me that Deeney's involved in this this sacking. Yeah. yeah. He's a pro, like you don't have to do it. Like it's, you know what I mean. It's similar to a Pogba, like the agent comes out, blah blah blah. He wants to leave. Like you know for a fact, if Fergie was there, Fergie yeah. would drive him to Madrid himself. Yeah, the same thing happened with Jamie Vardy at Leicester. Yeah, that, that's it. I'm gonna have a quick look there at the uh, at the odds at the minute. Okay. Um, Can you imagine the names? That's one of the favourites. Who's that? Slavin Bilic is a, one of the favourites. Oh, yeah. Paul Cook, Eddie Howe. But uh, Cisco Munez is uh, the, the odds-on favourite at the moment. Hmm, interesting. Cisco Munez. Yeah. Uh, it's possible. You just don't know. You don't know. I think Bilic is, is well. I think Bilic is there because he's got teams promoted before. Yeah. He so, never stepped. Do you reckon he, he, he steps straight into that job, lads? I don't think he will. I, I don't, don't think he will. I don't think so. I, I think it's more he's the sensible choice, but I don't think that's the way Watford ever go. And Eddie Howe won't go there. Eddie Howe won't go there again for the reasons we talked about. He knows yeah. he's only going to be there six months. Yeah. I wonder, is Eddie Howe going to be the next Arsenal manager? That's the question. Um, I doubt it. It's possible, but I doubt Alleg- it. Allegri is the favourite. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's possible. It's possible, I suppose. There was talk of him years ago. So we'll see. So we'll move on, so I suppose, to the weekend's games and get through them as best we can, starting with the, the first one the weekend. Preston's Johnson tucked it away for Preston. That was enough to win it. Yeah. Uh, Sinclair had a good chance as well, I saw in the first half. But then at halftime, Bristol brought on Semenyo and Ododa, who were get, give, being given a bit of a rest, and they just turned the game completely. And yeah. basically, Rudd kept Preston in the match after that. Ododa had a great header that was tipped over. And, you know... Bristol wonder how they didn't get anything from it because they totally dominated the second half. But Preston, two home wins on the bounce. You know, they're what? They're in 15th now? Yeah. Um, Bristol, door you know, ninth at the moment mm. and have not scored in four of their last five games. Yeah. Interesting. They, three they, go, the they go through the spells, don't they? They do. They do. They did it with, uh, when it was them and Reading at the top, Bristol were the first to kind of just start Coming down the table a bit. 
but not scoring in four of the last five games is a worry for them. Yeah. It's very worrying, even with a good start. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So they are, they're sitting behind there. Preston, though, somehow 15th. You know, Preston are only seven points off the playoffs, despite the ridiculous season they're having. Yeah, it just... It's... it's, it's I, I, if I was a Preston fan, I'd have a broken heart. You, you um, just don't, huh? Yeah, Maguire started. Obviously, that was interesting. Yeah. Obviously, he's, I don't know, is he back in favour? Adam O'Reilly on the bench. Yeah. Scott Sinclair is a worldly. I always said he was a great player. Is, it, is um, he ever going to get on, though? He seems to be always left on the bench. Uh, it's bizarre. I just don't know. There's, there's no balance there. There's no balance there. I think the right manager, like, if, if you brought in a steady manager, like, you know, yeah. like, of, I, I would have said someone like Tony Pudis, a president, would have been a great appointment. Yeah. They need, they need someone. Yeah, but the yeah. manager, he seems to be on the verge of getting the sack and then he pulls out a few wins. Yeah. Playing with fire anyway, that's all I'll say. You know, so we'll see, we'll see. Could Preston, I know Phil, you always say it, they're capable of going on these mad winning runs of like seven, eight games. Could they be in the middle of one of those right now? Uh, it's hard to say. We'll see in the next few games. We'll see. All right, we move on then to uh, the league leaders, Norwich. Good win over Cardiff, 2-0. Beneda, yeah. who was brilliant again today, scored one, assisted in the other one. Cantwell with the other goal. Um, lead the way. Five wins in a row now for Norwich. Yeah. Cardiff didn't look good today. No, but they had um, one chance that looked very suspect. Yeah, yeah. They had a good chance. They did. Um, McGovern, who's, you know, replaced Kroll. We talked about him since Kroll's injury. made a good save as well. Yeah, very good um, save. I think it was Sean Morrison... But yeah. it was one nil. Morrison had the chance, and he made a great save. I thought Wilson was the best player for Cardiff yesterday. Who's that? Wilson was the best player for Cardiff yesterday. He was. He's just. He's just quality. Yeah, he really is. But I don't know what it was. They just didn't seem to get going. They seemed a little tired. Maybe all the games are catching up with them. They're all they don't have the biggest, biggest squad. Even though there's only a day or two off. Yeah. So you know, Cardiff though had five wins from six. I think coming into this one, so. They'll be thereabouts, lads. I reckon they'll, they'll, form as well. they'll make the top six. I have that sneaky feeling about them. Watch them the last couple of games. They're very strong, like when they want to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. But Norwich, kind of going all over the place, like five wins in a row now. Yeah. It up. Have to be. We said it at the start, they were probably the favourites to win the division. Yeah. But like they, they must they must be now at this stage. You know, three points clear at the top. But well, they just, they're past their injury crisis for the most part. If they come yeah. up, they have to spend money. They will. I mean, this team, as good as it is, isn't going to keep them. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep hold of the two goal scorers yesterday yeah. in the January yeah. window. Yeah. I mean, Beneda is that kind of creative midfielder that, that every West team... That West Brom needs. Yeah, and Cantwell as well, you know, who's suddenly, since he's come back into the side, he's had a little niggle early in the season, has been brilliant the last four or five games as well. So... Yeah. Be interesting for Norwich to see can they keep hold of their players in January, but I imagine being top of the championship will help the players, especially when it's talk of going to like a West Brom where they're thinking, do I really want to go and be relegated? Yeah. Or do I want to get promoted with Norwich? So we've seen a backfire many players over the years, like. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, I suppose the the ideal scenario in that case is like a six month loan deal, or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, a good move in that sense when he went to West Ham, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk now about the the strangest game I think in the weekend. 
because it seems like it was really one-sided and it wasn't, is Birmingham won Middlesbrough four. Oh, yeah. Like, Birmingham were the best team early on. Hogan, you know, had a great chance. He had a couple of good chances. But one early on that he should have scored from. Then Maximi Collins first goal in 14 months. Then Hogan was clean through again and he kind of hit it straight at the keeper's legs. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know, then two goals. But are on the up. They're, they're definitely on the up. Like they're, uh, Jesus, they're scoring goals. Like we we spoke for weeks about Borough needing strikers and this and that. Like and yeah. they're definitely on the men. Like I know Glenn Durrant, the their player, is always rooting for him, and he's very vocal on Facebook. But they're um, yeah. they really look like a good side. Like you know what I mean? And it'll be the final, um, perhaps the final chapter to a great career for uh, Mr. Warnock. Yeah, it it could well be. I mean, but you look at the game and. It wasn't a 4-1 game. Birmingham had a lot of good chances. But then the goals they conceded were ridiculous. You two goals. The first two were good goals. The Sambalanga, good finish when he went through. And Saville, who got a nice flick at the front post from a good cross. But the next two goals were ridiculous. I mean, they had young Etheridge on goal. And young keepers, I suppose, have to make mistakes. Yeah. But the third goal was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It looked like that. His, he looked like he came up with his fist. I don't know what he was. It's like he tried to catch the ball and the ball just went through his hands. I don't know yeah. what he was doing. <laughs> it, like there was nobody near him. There was no pressure on him. It was yeah. like a simple catch to make, you know. And he just and that, that seemed to get in his head because the fourth goal was hit straight at him as well, and he just Same, didn't manage yeah. to keep that out either. Same happened to Carius in the, the Champions League final, lads. You remember, uh, yeah. Bale just cracked the ball at him, and that was the end of that. Like, it just, you know, it's, yeah. I'd say it's awful to be a goalkeeper, like, because you have one job, and your one job is to save balls and shots and get get good deliveries to the, to the players. Like, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to bounce back. I don't know how uh, a goalkeeping coach works with him after that. You know, obviously these things happen. We've seen some of the greatest goalkeepers in the world bounce back. But they said Buffon, yeah. Schmeichel. You know, even David Seaman, but like yeah. City. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's very young. I think he's what? Is he 19 years old, Etheridge? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty young. So he's uh, he, he's always going to make that. But it seemed to get in his head because that four goal was awful as well. Karanko, of course, former Borough manager in charge of Birmingham now. So he won't be too happy that his old side have uh, hammered them basically yesterday on the scoreline, at least. Borough, though, up into sixth on the table. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham, though, slipping down. 17th now and only six points clear relegation. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. But I, I, I think prediction wise, we didn't really have Middlesbrough in the top six, you know, from the start of the no, season. No, no, because they just last season didn't look, we didn't think they'd go down because their defence is always going to be good. But yeah, they just yeah. didn't look like they could score goals. But now, like you said, Jerry, they're starting to banging goals every week. So yeah, if yeah. they can keep doing that, they're going to be very, very tough to beat. And I know. Uh, Sambalanga, one of Phil's favourite players, is the most frustrating strike runner <laughs> for, for poor old Phil because he's he's so good some days, isn't he? Yeah. He's, cost, he's cost Phil a couple of million on uh, the old accumulators there. But the thing is, like, he's so, he, if he played as good as he is, he could be in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, the goal he took yesterday was brilliant, but yeah. he left that chance next week and he'll hit the corner flag with it. Oh, yeah, like he'd miss it two yards, wouldn't he? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a good one there, though. But Brentford, so we move on. Brentford also going well. 3-1 win over Reading. Yeah, another comedy of errors. <laughs> it was. I mean, the goals were... <laughs> it wasn't really that many... When we come to goal of the week, it's a tough one this week because there wasn't many good ones. 
Yeah. Jensen's uh, first goal again, talk about a goalkeeping error, was kind of hit straight at the keeper. I don't know how it went in. Yeah. When Boden got two more, his to be fair, his second goal wasn't bad. He took it well in the box, but yeah. the defenders just kind of gave him all the space he wanted. Um, it was kind of over then, really, 3 0 with 29 minutes gone or whatever it was. I'd be worried if I was ready. You know, yeah, Aluko pulled one back for them. The weather became awful. It was a lengthy stoppage. Again, I think it was Jensen went down for Brentford in the second yeah, half. Yeah. You know, Reading, I suppose they'll be happy with the second half performance, but at 3-0, Brentford just took their foot off the gas a little. Yeah, they, haven't lost, they haven't lost in like 13 matches. 13 yeah, games, yeah. yeah Two bad. defeats in a row for Reading. So Reading are down into eighth now again, while Brentford are up into fourth. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 think if, uh, I think if Brentford got more lads, I think they would... Um, They'd be like a Bournemouth in the Premier League. They'd kind of stay up. I reckon they're a team that can build. They have so many young players coming through. Like their academy is frightening, lads. And I always remember myself and Phil were actually on the way to London yeah. uh, for some media work back in the day. And we met a taxi driver. Oh, that yeah. was a big yeah. Brentford fan. Yeah. And like we were actually in the midst of rushing to a big media event. But I'd say within that 40 minute taxi journey, we knew the inside and out of Brentford Football Club. He was telling yeah. us about players. Obviously, yeah. Benny was at Brentford at the time. Yeah. What uh, he was saying, like the amount of money they make from sending players, is incredible. Like it's. Like, club, but it's 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 to see them in the Premier League after yeah. what happened last season would be incredible. And yeah. I hold out hope that they do get that promotion. But they're looking great. It looks like the balance is back. And um, Ben Rama would probably go back to him if they do get promoted. You know, he lo- he loves the club. Yeah. yeah. He go back mean, it's an interesting one. Like you said, they're built for the Premier League, new yeah. stadium and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be their goal. But the longer they don't get promoted, the tougher it's going to be, probably. I, I can yeah. see Tony being very good in the Premier League. He could be. He could be. He's that kind of a striker that can do everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they're good at that, Brentford. They're good at just picking out these players yeah. that nobody else seems to go for, which is strange. I suppose Tony scored a lot of goals last season, but people were probably saying, ah, oh, well, it was in League One. For a good side, yeah. so yeah, yeah. yeah. for the first time ever, we're seeing players go into the Premier League and score. And obviously, Pookie could have done it like for half the season last year, but the, the likes of you know, Watkins at Villa, and then you have obviously Bamford at Leeds. Like, I, I to be honest, when I look at Bamford, I, I didn't really think he was going to score goals, yeah, but he, he is scoring goals, you know what I mean? And I don't know, yeah. it's done with the whole crowds not being there or whatever, but it's mm. now is the time for the, the underdogs and, and them strikers that have that question mark. To shine, yeah. yeah, and we're seeing a lot more of them from the championship now going to the Premier League and actually maintain that form. Absolutely. And um, we'll move on into the game we talked about briefly earlier. When it comes to Watford, they got the manager sacked. Yeah. And um, two horrible mistakes, really. Ben Foster, his clearance was closed down. He couldn't really call it much of a clearance, really. Yeah, it was like and, uh, it was like Man United. Was so bad. Yeah. Is Ben Foster in his late thirties? But he's around thirty years, is he? Forty, yeah. He's nearly forty. Yeah. yeah. But like. Kukui's one then I know he just sliced it into his own net trying to clear it. But even when he even when he went in, he just didn't seem to care. No, it was like ah well, one of those days, I suppose. Yeah. Um Campbell scored obviously from the foster mistake, and then we had the OG. Yeah. Um Garner, Cleverly, Gray all had good chances for Watford, but didn't take them. Yeah, their their, their heads were gone. They weren't playing yeah. right at all. I mean, they pushed a bit in the second half Watford, but they didn't really create too many clear cut chances. No, that's like the- you said. They weren't playing for the manager. They weren't playing for that manager. There's no doubt about it. And I know 
God forbid that we can get an email from someone saying, you know, he's right around. But I'm telling you, no, they were not playing for the manager. Oh, I agree with you completely. Yeah. And that's that's a fact. It's Twitter is a small world, lads, but it opens yeah. up the it opens up everything. Like I'm telling you, they were not playing. There's something seriously went on that day or the day before where they yeah. decided that look, yeah, we, we ain't playing for the manager. Like. Yeah. And it might be one of those who knows where the players were told to be for the manager that look, this guy's gone after the game today. Yeah, yeah. You know, you wouldn't know with that board they're capable of anything. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon something went down Friday morning in training. Yeah, yeah. If 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 Troy Deeney can walk into a boardroom and speak to someone that's not the manager and say, you know what I mean, the gaffers doing this, the gaffers doing that. Now I'm, I'm only speculating what I've seen from numerous reports yeah. and, and stuff on Twitter. But if if Troy Deeney can walk past the manager's office, go into a boardroom. Speak to the chairman, speak to you know whoever, and and obviously express things, but in a sense that the manager's going to get the sack. It's not right. No, no. Who knows? Maybe the manager did something that was completely off balance. I mean, maybe maybe there's a reason he did get sacked. Yeah. For me, to yeah. me, it looks like the players didn't like the manager. There was some disagreement along the way, and yeah, it's crazy. I just don't like it in football one bit. No, no. I mean, Watford now slipped to fifth, Huddersfield are twelfth. And uh, as a stat, because you know I like the stats, this is the 15th time Watford have played Huddersfield at that ground, and they've never kept a clean sheet. That's bizarre. Huddersfield. And uh, they kind of gave away the two goals yesterday. Yeah, bizarre. Move on then to nil-nil uh, yesterday. There's always one, isn't there? Um, I know we've said it, Luton are tough, tough, tough to beat at home. And yeah. Bournemouth, look, they dominated everything. Um, in terms of possession, they had more chances, but they never really created much. Luton were just so well organised. And to be fair, um, Hilton's should have scored. Begovic made a great save there. And then there was a wonderful cross put in that Hilton and Collins both kind of went for, but it was just out of their reach. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe Bournemouth will see it as a good point come the end of the season. I think. Um, into 14th. You know, but the ninth goal of the season, Luton have failed to score in. And it seems like Collins got a hat-trick the other week, but it seems like when he's not scoring goals, Luton don't seem to score goals. Yeah, the thing as well, Bournemouth just looked tired, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Blanky second... just didn't look as sharp as he always is. Yeah. No, they're tired. They're tired. 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 But I think you have to give credit to Luton as well. Like, they're so hard to beat at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Bournemouth, they're still second in the table, but they're five points behind Norwich now after the draw. Yeah. But um, like, on, a, on, a normal, on a normal Saturday, they'd beat them three or four nil easily. Easily, yeah. yeah. Co Co Collins is a gem. I think Collins for Luton, obviously up front, is the man that would keep them thereabouts top twelve, thirteen. But like, as you say, Phil Solanke did look tired. Like, I don't know, is it the case they're tucking into the biscuits, watching the darts at home or what? But it's 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 a grueling season. Like, probably one of the most grueling leagues in all of world football. But forty-six games. And they're playing constantly, yeah. lads. They're training four or five days a week. They're playing games. Now, don't get me wrong. They get paid well to do it, but the body can only take so much. And, and we're not seeing a lot of these players on that Bournemouth team being dropped. Yeah. They're consistently no, playing. Like, it's, it's normally the yeah. same team out every week where other yeah. teams like Norwich and stuff would make a few changes. Like, but, yeah, they're, they're going to be tired. And I just pray that nothing happens throughout the season where there's a serious lockdown and then pre-season's rushed. Like these players didn't have a proper pre-season. They didn't have proper holidays. I think they had probably two, three weeks. Yeah. Not even, I don't think. It was two weeks, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
It's been it's been tough on a lot of them. Yeah, it's mentally. Absolutely. Physically and mentally, lads. It's just, yeah. They're used to their holidays and they're used to jetting off and they're used to talking up the sun and doing this and that. The boys finished the season, which was rushed, and then they went straight back in to a bit of pre-season training because the league started already, like, you know, madness. Madness, yeah. Crazy. We'll move on, so, to Millwall Forest. One all this one. Horrible yeah. game, really. It wasn't great. Yeah. And a few fiery tackles in the game, a few nice challenges, first half. Nothing really happened in the first half. Yeah. There's a few half chances that kind of hit the side netting, but there's nothing, nothing major, you'd say. And then suddenly there was like two goals in two minutes. And Bradshaw scored one for, uh, for Millwall, and then a horrible goal to give away. It was Mighton's first senior goal yeah. for yeah. Forrest, so they'll be delighted with that, but it was basically a 70-yard punt up the field yeah. that the defender just let bounce for some reason. It was nice to see the young fella score. It was, it was. And to be fair, it was his run. I don't know who it was that was running up with him, but it seemed like both defenders were more concerned with him. And the ball just bounced between the three of them and ran through to Mighton, and he just hooked yeah. it in. Yeah. Um, you know, Millwall probably had the better chances, but, you know, a draw's fair. It wasn't a great game by any stretch of the Was it Amiobi? I think Amiobi ran up the flank, did he? No, no, it was that ball that was booed up the field. No, but Amiobi, when they were both going up the, the flank, I think Amiobi was the one that's kind of catching everyone on the wing. Oh, he's yeah. the guy, he's, he's, yeah. he's a serious person. He does, he does. And I don't know what it is, I suppose it's not a great point for either team, really. They both could have done with a win, but yeah, I suppose they'll have to take it. Again, maybe it is a case we saw of teams kind of looking tired, a lot of teams. Like you said, Bournemouth looked tired, Cardiff yeah. looked a bit tired, yeah. and both of these teams as well. I mean, you know, Millwall just don't score goals, it seems. Forest are on a horrible run of form as well. Yeah. Where where does Troy Parrott walk from here, lads? Arguments say Troy Parrott plays 18, 19, 20 games a season, right? Yeah. Scores one goal. Yeah. Where does he go from there? That's, that's it. it. That, that's where he's in trouble. I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, you don't want to draw comparisons with any player, but it's kind of almost like a Solanke situation where underage, unbelievable striker. Yeah. You know, lots of hope for him and... Once he breaks through, starts playing games, he just wasn't scoring goals. Where's the pressure come from? That's the question. I just think that Millwall are a team that don't create the chances, that he just doesn't fit their system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's a case of, like, like you said, does he move on to a team that is going to create chances and give him those chances? Because he's a big, strong player. His strength is, you know, those crosses into the box and, yeah. you know, playing it into his feet where he can hold off defenders. Yeah. And, in a way, it's kind of the striker Preston need more than anyone because that seems to be their tactic is they yeah. seven sideways passes and then pump the ball 80 yards up the pitch. Yeah. That seems to be how Preston are playing at the moment, but we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. And yeah. uh, move on then to a big, big win for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. One nil over Coventry, first win for Pulis, and Wednesday's first win in 12 games. You know, yeah. terrible, terrible first half. Nothing really happened. Coventry oh. did well. Great chances. Bayamu, Ostergaard, McCallum, and then Dunkley almost put one into his own net before he cleared one off the line. Uh, Westwood was back in goal for Sheffield Wednesday. We know Westwood well, obviously, the Irish connection. He was very good for Wednesday yesterday. Yeah. Right. And uh, back Yoko and Ostergaard as well had chances for Coventry later on. But uh, a set-piece goal, cross into the box, keeper... Wasn't great. It's a typical Pulis goal. Near it. huh? It's a typical Pulis goal. It was. It was. Definitely. Yeah. 
with uh, Lee's heading in. And a big, big win for Wednesday as well. Yeah, they got very lucky, though. They got very lucky. They did. And it shows what having a good goalkeeper can do for you as well. Yeah. Was their ball cleared off the line at one point? There was. There was, yeah. Dunkley, who almost scored an own goal at one point. Yeah. Um, Ostergaard headed one and uh, Dunkley was there to clear it off the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Westwood made a few saves. No, I wouldn't say Westwood made it many spectacular saves in the game. They were all saves you'd expect them to make. But then we saw a lot of goals yesterday where there were saves a keeper should have made and didn't. So yeah. But uh, yeah, big win for Wednesday, and they're they're having one of these weird seasons, I suppose, because I'm not even sure where they would. I don't have the league table up in front of me. But um, if it wasn't for the points deduction, they'd be on 24 points, and I'm not sure exactly where that would put them. It's about 12. Yeah, so, you know, that's the kind of season they're really having. Yeah. Despite not winning in 12 games. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was a lot of draws in those 12, but still. Um, this could kickstart them now, because no side down near the bottom seems to want to win at the minute. Yeah. If they well, that's that's a anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, you know, Coventry are one of those teams they're going to probably hope to catch eventually. Yeah. That's it. So to get those three points against Coventry. Two games over Christmas, they'll be flying it. But that's it. I mean, I think if Wednesday, because like we said, the other teams that are down there are down there because they're not playing well. Sheffield Wednesday had to come over that 12-point deduction. So they would, like you said, Phil, they'd be sitting mid-table. But the the worst thing that could happen to Wednesday now is to win these two games and then get hammered in the FA Cup. Get hammered in the FA Cup game. Yeah, I don't know who they're playing. I can't remember who they're playing, but like, yeah, they hammered in that. Yeah, we'll wait and see if they if they go out of the cup, it might be a blessing from those. Oh, no, no, but it's not even that. It's just if they're playing so big and they lost 5 0 kind of a thing. Yeah, kill the confidence again. Yeah, um, another game where you know, with the classic Stoke have been going really well and scoring goals, but it's Stoke, it's Stoke have one shot and goal and a goal, one, one shot and target in the whole match, and it came after I think six minutes. When Powell put it into the net, and um, to be fair, it was kind of like Luton in the game against Bournemouth. Stoke just defended really, really well. Yeah, you know, there was fifteen shots. I think Blackburn had. There was a couple of good chances they had, but nothing massively is it, clear cut. Is there? Was there like at one point the ball was like an inch from going over it the line? It was very close. They had a few good chances, Blackburn, but and not they had a too many. penalty claim. Yeah, they did, and they're not given, and that's just the way. The way it's gone in the championship this but year, no, there's been. I know Jerry keeps on about. I know Jerry keeps on about about Harvey Elliott has been a star again. He was, but Stoke Stoke kept him quiet yesterday as much as possible. Yeah. Um. Very impressed with how Stoke played. They were so well organised. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon next season we'll see him on loan in the Premier League. Possibly. Possibly. It's it's been unfortunate for him that his Liverpool team was so good lads. They they have half their team out there still top of the league. Man is. I mean, yeah, Stoker, you know, they're flying it. I mean, they're just, again, they're just outside the playoffs. Where are the eight, is it? Something like that. They're seven to eight. I think there's a couple of teams there grouped on the same amount of points. Yeah. I'd love to see Stoke go up. I I love the philosophy of Michael O'Neill. I remember him out towards Cross. I think he was the manager of Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. And um, I always remember the banter on the sideline with him and John Caulfield. Um. Just a great guy, and he's proven any critics he ever had wrong. Like he done a fabulous job in Northern Ireland. Um, he's come to Stoke 
who were bottom of the championship when he came in. And a Stoke side, I know, have been in the championship for about seven, eight years, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. And, like, he's definitely building something there. If they don't go up this season, you could be sure they'll, they'll be very close the season after as well. But Stoke belong in the Premier League. Great club. Um, a huge part of the UK. And I think... Um, his, his philosophy and his, the way he selects teams and stuff and the way he stays composed and he's not over the top and you know what I mean? He just stays calm. It's, it's essential to that Stoke team. I love him. I really do. If they did come up next season, they'd be really in trouble because they've no forwards. Yeah, they, they, they're just the same kind of a thing. They, they don't, they've scored a few goals this season in some games, but 1-0 to Stoke seems to be their favourite result. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, they defend well. It's the way to do it. Yeah. And move on then to another game that was a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Swansea 2, Barnsley 0. Uh, Lowe gave Swansea the lead after 76 seconds. Yeah. And after that, I think each side had one shot on target. Why, was the, the why was the pitch so bad? It was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> it cut up really bad. I don't well, it, know, looked like, it looked like one of those old school uh, Sunday league games. Yeah, <laughs> do they share their ground with a rugby team? They must do. Because the pitch was horrific. I mean, you couldn't play football on it. No. I mean, they I, got another goal then, a second one through an own goal, which was a bit ridiculous, kind of. I know, I know the Barnsley manager was. Way. I know the Barnsley manager was giving out that Swansea played anti football, but like, you couldn't play football on that pitch. I mean, no. um, you know, Barnsley. Jeez, if if you know, Big, Big McCarthy was there, he'd be getting he'd be getting flashbacks to uh, Saipan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, it was awful. The pitch was terrible. So it's a good win for Swansea, I suppose. But the game, was, nothing happened in the match. Absolutely nothing, no. other than the two goals, really. Um, Swansea, up to third, you know, they're doing well. They have great defence. They've only conceded 12 goals this season. And I suppose no one talks about their defence because they're so good going forward. Yeah. Um, and Barnsley sitting in 13th after having a good December. So yeah. far, other yeah. than the last there. I think yeah, they've won yeah, four yeah, Hernsey will take that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's that's the way it's going. So Swansea doing well. Barnsley, no, it's just a, you couldn't play football on that pitch. It was ridiculous. No. no. Move on then to another draw, which was kind of a game of two halves here, really. Wickham drawing with QPR. QPR, an own goal. McCarthy gave them the lead. And then, you know, there was a lot of chances in that first half, really, for QPR. Mm-hmm. Dickey, Cameron... Good efforts that were saved by Alsop in the goal. And, um, you know, right in half time, Wheeler nearly got one for Wickham. But in the second half, Wickham were very, very good. Daryl Horgan was outstanding yesterday. A um, couple of things, like he had a, a shot that was kind of well saved, rebounded out to Cashkit, and Cashkit really oh, yeah. should have scored from the header, diving header, but he had an open goal. Yeah. And he put it over. Horgan then broke through another time and kind of went for the near post and hit the side netting when. If we'd have squared it, Akin Fenway basically had it happen. Yeah. But in the end, anyway, with 19-year-old Mahemti or whatever, however they're they're saying his name, that's the equaliser for Wickham. And uh, yeah. I know Wickham dropped to the bottom of the yeah. table despite the point. But, but they were robbed. There was a definite penalty show again. It's a yeah. controversy strike. I mean, you talk about a team with no luck. Yeah. I mean. I don't, know, I don't know how their manager is so upbeat every week because no, the, every yeah. week something bad happens to them. After the game this week, he was raging at the officials. Yeah, they should have won the game. I mean, they they dominated the second half. 
Yeah. UPR then will probably feel they should have been two or three up at half time. So that's it. Yeah. But they wake up missed a great chance in the opening two minutes. They did. It is. It's it's just a strange one. I suppose another late equaliser for Wickham, so they keep going. Yeah, another mistake. Going. Oh, the keeper wasn't good. He should save that. Yeah, and Daryl Horgan, like you said, is another bright spot for them. He was very good yesterday. Yeah. I love him. Even though um, he left Cork City and broke a half, but look, yeah, he's, uh, no, he's serious. And I said at the start of the season as that his agent got him a great move back to the championship because he was in Scotland. Um. Well, like he's proved to be a really top championship player this season and he's really showing that Wickham, definitely. Yeah, he's been very, very good. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of the rundown of the weekend games. Um, no midweek games this week. Um, all the games will take place on December. There's League Cup in there this week. What's that? There's League there's, Cup this week. There's League Cup games, well, the quarterfinals or whatever, but it's, uh, it's probably a good thing, given how tired some of these teams were, that they basically have a week off. Yeah. And obviously they've got Christmas right before they play their next matches. So and hopefully no more COVID cases. Hopefully no more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what about your goal of the week? It's tough on the week. I'm going to say the goal was the best goal of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the Stoke goal. Stoke goal was a nice one. Bullet header. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, it's really hard to pick one. Yeah, I'll give it to maybe Mwembo's second goal yeah, because he turned with his back to goal. But yeah. to be fair, there were four defenders who just looked at him doing it and then closing down. Yeah. So I'll give it to him even though, you know, it wasn't many great goals. Yeah. I'm going to honestly go for that own goal. That was the best for me, I think. Yeah, just for the, the, the hilarity factor. Yeah. No, what, about the, yeah. what about the, uh, the performance of the week? Probably Middlesbrough. Yeah. Middlesbrough. Yeah. yeah, I think for as well, very good team, very good team performance. And what about the player of the week? Um, that's a hard one. Really tough. There wasn't many great players there, I suppose, this week. Uh-huh. Um, I suppose Moembo at Brentford got two goals. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Moembo. Yeah. Give it to him, maybe, just because he scored yeah. two goals. A few goalkeepers did well, like we said. No, actually, the Preston keeper. Yeah, Rod. Yeah, he Rod. did well. They should have been Yeah, Benita at Norwich scored one, assisted one, looked dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Nine nine Horgan, that's Horgan looked dangerous for Wickham. He did, Horgan, very good second half in particular. So, yeah, so there we go. What about the shock of the week? Um, I think Blackburn not scoring and Stoke winning 1 0. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, couple, a, couple, a couple of surprising ones in there, all right. I suppose, yeah, what, what uh, from, yeah. Yeah, I suppose for me, probably the Luton-Bournemouth game would be the, the shock for me, even though Luton are good at home. Bournemouth have been so good recently. Yeah. Um, so we move on, so I suppose, to next weekend's fixtures. A few big ones here down near the bottom of the table, especially in one big game at the top. Um, Barnsley versus Huddersfield. Two teams around, I think, 2013. No, I'm, I'm going to say Barnsley to beat them, because, just because. Yeah, to get back on track. Yeah. I think Barnsley to sneak this one as well. Yeah. 2-1 to Barnsley, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, these games on the Saturday, especially in Championship, just after Christmas, the, the Boxing Day fixtures, as they call them over there, they're, um, they can throw up mad results. Oh, yeah. And mad <laughs> score lines. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Move on then, Blackburn, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Blackburn. Blackburn. I think Blackburn might score a few on this one. Yeah. Let loose. I think it could be one of those bad days for Wednesday. 4-0 could be uh, 
Bournemouth home to Millwall. Bournemouth, Should be a banker home win. Yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. But that doesn't mean it will be, because yeah. there's always a surprise somewhere along the line. Uh, Bristol, home to Wickham. Uh, a draw, I'd say. Another draw for Wickham. Another yeah. last-minute winner. Or last-minute equaliser. 95th minute. 95th minute yeah. equaliser, yeah. And what about this uh, a big one? Cardiff, who's kind of been in good form other than, you know, looking a bit tired last week against Brentford, who've been in great form as well. Brentford, 3-1. Yeah. But the thing about this is that the thing about these results is what Steve said they have a week off, so it won't be as chaotic, I don't think. No, the yeah. players will have a chance to rest, but at the same time they'll also have Christmas Day at home probably. Yeah. So you never know. Well they might have to go training, you never know. Yeah. They probably will on the on the Friday morning. Yeah. And then for their Christmas dinner. Too much sherry trifle, then they could be in trouble. Oh, oh yeah. you, you should go back <laughs> and look at the sixties results in the boxing day. It's so funny. Oh yeah, well the players were showing up drunk, I'd say to those. Oh, what games, was it like eight, seven and six nil and Yeah. <laughs> I'd say you players that were still drunk playing those games. They were even up good Uh Coventry Stoke. Uh you know have Coventry. Yeah. 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 I think I think for me if there's gonna be a nil nil in these games, that'll be it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the I think these new these two next games could be called off. Yeah, Derby versus Preston. We don't know what's going to happen, obviously. No. Um, Derby players should be okay, so we don't know. Yeah. But if it does go ahead... Derby. Derby to take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to break the duck. I think Preston could do well. I think Preston are on one of those runs, I think. Uh, then Middlesbrough-Rotherham, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the That's Rotherham what That is gone. You know, there's no way that'll go ahead. I can't see no, that no. happening. That won't happen. Um, so we move on into Forest against oh, Birmingham. That's going to be some dire game. That that could be a nil-nil. Yeah. 2-2. Jerry's being optimistic for the... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the players will show up drunk to that one. Might have yeah. a few goals in it. Um, be interesting to see who starts in goal for Birmingham in that one. Yeah. But yeah, maybe a draw on this one. QPR, Swansea. I think a shocker, QPR. QPR to win at home. Oh, yeah. Could be. Could be. I think a draw on this one as well. I think there'll be a few draws in these games. Yeah. Then we've got uh, two left Reading versus Luton. Reading. Reading. Reading at home. I think so. Yeah. And then I think it's the evening kickoff in Watford under new management, probably by then, home to Norwich. Yeah. I think. I reckon Norwich will win. Norwich. Just seem to scrape these by a goal, don't they? Yeah, they win two one. <laughs> two one or a three two or a something. They they'll win by an odd goal somewhere. I think John, so. John Coffey will come in and, and take over Watford. Yeah, manager come in, lose three two to Norwich, get sacked the following Monday. Yeah. You know who knows? Who knows? Do the press conference and he'll get a, the finger point. You're gone, mate. <laughs> yeah. I've only been here six hours. But that's it. That's about the size of it for this week, I suppose. Uh, We'll have to leave it there. Wish everyone a Merry Christmas because we won't be back until after Christmas since there's no game between now and then. So, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone, I suppose. And Merry Christmas to you guys. Although I'm sure I'll be talking to you between now and then. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Bring it on. But, uh, yeah, thanks everyone, as always, for listening. Yeah, and uh, we'll be with you again next week. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Hey, always. 